0: Hey, AJ. Hey, Jen. How are you? I am good. So we are chilling on a Friday night and it is our episode of Bucket Fridays. (laughs) So I'm just ready to get this conversation started because there's just so much going on that we can talk about and at the end of the day you kind of just throw your hands up in there and you just go fuck it like I I don't it's crazy so let's talk about this whole police interview that was crazy but I think first of all we kind of just jumped in so hey loves welcome to when the vows break it's AJ and Jen and we're just gonna talk about whatever this evening because that's just what Fridays are for. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. What did you think about the whole Khalees interview?
1: I was, well, initially, I guess I didn't know what to expect. I thought Mm -hmm. it was was longer than I expected, but I was floored just because I feel like over the years, she's been like extremely private. So, Mm -hmm you know we all knew they were married divorced you know have a child but i guess you know you look at some celebrities in one light and then like like we were i think i was mentioning last week you never know what goes on behind closed doors because we only see them you know in a certain light because you know they have celebrity status and we don't think that they deal with the same you know problems that everyday people have to deal with so mm-hmm. i was i was really floored to hear about the physical abuse um you know, the drinking. But I think at one time, I guess it was kind of the both of them partying, you know, spending a lot of money and, and then the cheating. And it was almost like she said it as if it was just, oh, you know, it kind of came with the territory. Like I didn't feel she was too disgruntled about the two years of cheating. It was more just the snowball effect, I think of the abuse, the verbal and the physical abuse. I felt like that had more of an impact on her, not to say that it should not, but it was almost like it was acceptable, you know, the whole, you know, cheating side of, you know, what was going on. She didn't touch a whole lot on that. But of course, she drilled into, you know, the ver- over the, the course of it, you know, the verbal abuse and the and the physical abuse. So I was just, you know, it just looked picture perfect at the time. So it just shocked me. But mm-hmm. I think a lot of the things she was talking about related to now raising her son, you know, separately, I could identify with so many of the things she touched on, you know, as far as, you know, putting that time in, showing up, you know, I think a lot of times it comes down to, I always feel like it's like the good parent versus the disciplinarian, you know, I I feel like the one parent in some cases wants to be like, you know, the hero and, you know the gift giver you know never you know never the one to kind of hammer down and 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 you know create rules and boundaries for kids and also just you know kind of back you up when when necessary so i could definitely identify with the struggles and challenges of trying to raise um child a child in my case children when you are in separate homes at this point
0: yeah i definitely could identify with that too especially when she said when he would come around, he would try to like regulate and stuff. And I've Mm -hmm. dealt with that. like, Dude, if you're not even living under my roof, don't come in here and try to pull rank because you don't really, you're not the captain of this ship anymore. So you can't come in here and then try to like tell everybody what to do. And I get it, you're still a parent. So if you do need to do some sort of disciplinary action, okay, but it was more than that. It was just like, this is the way that this needs to be done and you should be doing this this way. And everybody's looking like, but you you don't even live here. <laughs> so that was definitely like, oh my gosh, I totally understand what she's talking about right here. So I have to give her kudos though, because when she talked about,
1: um, you know, doing things for the sake of her son and inviting him to Thanksgiving dinner because, you know, he's without family. I said, "Woo, she gets major kudos from me on that one. Mm-hmm. I have never felt compelled to engage during, you know, those special holidays. I just, mm-hmm. I mean, and I don't know. I mean, I guess, you know, everyone's different, of course, but I just never felt that I owed my children, you know, that sort of event or, you know, that I needed to extend myself out like that. I mean, I know it works for some people. Right. I just never felt, obligated to do anything along those lines I feel like you know once you sever ties you know I don't feel obligated to you know who were like the people who were my previous in-law I just don't I mean and that Mm -hmm. that I was just like wow you know I guess when you can you know be the bigger person in the instance you know if if your child has an expectation and they want the other parent involved then you can kind of put differences aside and especially in light of the fact that she's moved on and she's now remarried Like I'm thinking, Mm -hmm. you know, to her husband, you know, you got to be a a truly secure man to say, oh, you know, not a big deal. You know, like it's, you know, it's all for the child. So I thought that was pretty cool.
0: Yeah, Um, that whole entire story was just crazy. And the fact that, like you said, she has been very private and she said when certain things were leaked, it wasn't even her. It's like he would leak it to TMZ or you know, somebody else and people would be all up in their business. And she's like, okay, who, who did that? Who was there? So that was pretty crazy because I mean, I get it when you are a celebrity, you are high profile. So there's always going to be somebody paparazzi, whatever wants to be all up in your business. But I feel, you know, a little slighted that it would be like your heart leaked the information that it could be like, you know, everybody's in your business. Mm-hmm. I didn't really agree with that. Like, if you guys have something going on, keep it between you. But to leak it to the press is kind of. Right. Shady.
1: Yeah, because so, I mean, especially when she mentioned about, you know, something occurring at her private home. So you figure, you know, there were only two variables. You know, it was either she did it. And of course, knowing what she was saying about, you know, living extremely, being extremely private with her life it just left one other variable and it was him. But what I don't understand is even in their instance of, you know, their relationship after the fact, I know I've experienced this myself. I don't understand when you do part ways. Mm-hmm. Yes, you know, people will trash talk and people will say, you know, whatever they want. And, and you may even exchange, you know, certain things um, with one another, you know, like privately. However, right. I heard my name mentioned in so much ridiculous nonsense that I was just like, wow, like, why am I still being talked about? You know what I mean? Like, so I, I totally can relate to what she's saying, because when you kind of are in your corner and you're, you know, doing your thing and moving on with your life, like, why are people, you know what I mean? Like, why am I even a topic of conversation?
0: Right? You know what I
1: mean? So I. That part of it, I, I could definitely, again, identify with because it just makes you wonder. And, you know, like she was saying, you know, people obviously are not happy in their lives. So mm-hmm. they're, you know, it's like you're always a target. And I that part of it, I don't get. You know, we all say certain things about, I'm sure, the other person. However, the number of people that it goes through, that's the problem. And then mm-hmm. it comes back to you and you're like, what? Like, I mean, my name was like in so much and I was just like, oh, really? I was where? Like, you know, it, it was just like I just started to say, oh, wow, you must really, 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 really need something to do.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm a little I don't know, like I've I've dealt with that, but not on a, a large scale because I'm so to myself, like mm-hmm. I'm sure that I can be talked about by whoever but the fact that I just don't associate with some of those people it's Mm -hmm. like okay talk about me all you want but it probably won't get back to me because I've really disassociated myself with a lot of people it's almost like some of the mutual friends that we had Mm -hmm. I like let them go in the divorce too I was like you know what I'm not even messing with y'all anymore like if he's (laughs) the only reason we know each other I will divorce y'all too I'm good
1: (laughs) Um, and you know what? Someone someone was saying about, um, I think we were talking one time with some mutual friends and they were married at the time. And we were talking about fraternities and sororities and all of that. And I remember the wife saying, you know, she just never had an interest in joining a sorority because she always felt like it was forced friendships. Well, when you're married to someone, like you said, and you only know or associate with certain people because, because you guys are married, it's the same instance. It's not really that you know this this relation this friendship has blossomed through the years and you guys you know mutually you know connected i mean you connected granted because you know people are friends and all of that but it isn't a sense forced friendship because i saw when it was all said and done and after the divorce everyone just kind of scattered to their little corners and took their mm-hmm. sides so right. in my you know in my head it was never genuine to begin with like i've had one One person who I've known, which was actually a friend of his, but of course me knowing him who has like ever like reached out and said, Hey, how are you doing? How are the kids? Just totally, you know, nothing, you know, just out of control. we're back,
0: I think. So we're doing a take two, guys. We started recording before and then something happened. We're having a little technical difficulties and our recording dropped and then it didn't even save. So that's just, I don't know. We're just having some issues, but we're trying to get back on track. So welcome to another episode of when the vows break it is friday so we're gonna do bucket fridays and talk about whatever floats our boat we had started talking about the khalees interview and we got through a lot of that but i guess we'll have to backtrack a little bit and touch base on what we talked about
1: i'm trying to think i think oh yeah i know what where i left off jen i was talking about um how oh i was giving her kudos for inviting him to thanksgiving dinner with her new husband her friend's family because he was without any family so i was like you know that that takes a really you know strong person i guess to put bygones aside and say okay you know i'm going to do this for the sake of my child and I know for me, I just never felt obligated to to extend myself in that way. I think after divorcing and seeing how people just like did a entire 360, um, you know, when it came to especially family on the other side and then friends, you know, it's not like people were calling saying, hey, how are you? How are the kids? So again, you know, it is kind of like you divorced the person but you also sever ties with uh family members on the other side with um with you know friends that were you know friends because you met because of you know being a married couple or whatever so i just felt like that took a a really big person to to put herself out there like that and also too for her husband you know it i think it takes a really secure guy to be okay with you know, having, you know, the dad over, you know, the ex-husband. I mean, I don't know people who do things like that, but I was just like, oh, okay. You know, I guess, you know, if it works for you. But what I always find is, you know, as much as you may want to extend yourself out to the other person, if it's not appreciated and you still catch that backlash after the fact, like, why bother? You know, and I think sometimes in situations like that, I guess, depending on the individuals, it can it can very well lead to that. But I just personally just never felt obligated. You know, holidays, they have always just been separate. And, you know, and my kids, you know, they haven't, you know, it hasn't mattered to them one way or the other. So that was an interesting um, turn of events, I thought, you know, under the circumstances of what they've, you know, what she's endured from the time, you know, she Proceeded with the divorce up until you know now now raising her son in a different family unit so I thought that right. was, I thought that was pretty interesting
0: definitely so I guess just to rewind for a second we did talk about um some of the topics that Khalees touched base on as far as the abuse being very private and Finally, being comfortable enough to come forward and and speak about what she endured during their marriage and um, even before they got married because they were in a relationship for a little while and then the fact that they have a son, a, ch- a son together and they are, you know, learning to co-parent and I'm really glad that she has moved on and that she has someone there that is really supportive. And she also has a child with him. So they're raising both their sons together. You know, I think that's really good. And so as far as, you know, the mess going on with her and Nas, I hope that they can definitely get through it. And I hope that he does, you know, come around and and is genuinely a part of his life. But I think, you know, if he for some reason was not around, just like he, he and saying, oh, you, know, that's on you if you don't take the initiative to do certain things and to spend time with your son but don't make it seem like oh my gosh she's keeping me from him if you really haven't taken those steps to you know I don't know if there's like set visitation in place or whatever but if you have like set visitation agreements and you're not going on your scheduled whatever weekends holidays whatever it is then you can't turn around and say oh my gosh she's keeping my child from me. Right.
1: Yeah. I, that that was so interesting because I'm thinking okay is it just a publicity stunt where you're just trying to play the victim or are you really being proactive in like you said, you know, ironing out a true agreement and adhering to it. You know, I feel like I, from, from what she was saying, like like the one point that she made, it's like that's not the case, just show up. And I feel like that's all it takes. You know, it. and then I remember someone posting when it first hit the news about how much she was getting per month. So it was just like, it was a Facebook post. So people were just going in and they were coming in from all different angles, you know, and I feel like the money aspect goes hand in hand with the visitation. But I think people were looking at it from the standpoint of, oh, my God, that's so much money, blah, blah, blah. So, you know, my point is, as the custodial parent, Mm -hmm. there are far more expenses incurred as opposed to the non-custodial parent and Mm -hmm. depending on what region of the country you live in. The cost of living varies from, you know, the East Coast to the West Coast, Midwest, Southwest, Northwest, Where you know, no matter where you live, there's there's a specific cost of living. And knowing that she lived on the West Coast, my my whole argument for all of this is, you know, rent, uh, not rent, but, you know, housing, you know, on the West Coast is going to, you know, it's, it's up there. But even t- taking that aside, I mean, as you saw from the interview or heard from the interview, she is very, very... You can tell, um, or at least this is what I took from it. She is the type of parent that she wants to raise a well-rounded child because Mm -hmm. she started naming like everything, you know, the things he's involved in and, you know, and how well spoken he is and, you know, his sense of you know style and so it's obvious that you know her intention as a parent which you know is a lot of us is to expose our children to as much as they can possibly absorb so that they can venture out into the world and and you know and, and and you know be able to you know navigate in in specific circles or have you know specific interests and i don't have a problem with that but i just feel like it always comes down to that money factor and i'm thinking like she said she has her own business you know she um it, it and i just took from that it's not about the money like she said it's the law it's the responsibility that is and it's not even owed to the custodial parent it's owed to the child you know like right. a child you know care and well-being it's not cheap i mean right. you know raising a child in this country i don't care what what side of the of the united states you live on it's 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 costly um mm-hmm. so i remember that just being you know just this back and forth debate back and forth debate well why does it have to be that much but you know as they pointed out was someone getting a 40 million dollar deal from amazon or whatever they were referring to um i don't think eight thousand dollars a month is gonna kill anyone <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> so you know so i mean like let's look at the big picture you know it's it, um, I mean and, and I guess you would have to live on Mars not to understand that there's an expense related to raising children. I mean, you would just have to be totally totally clueless if you did not think that there are things involved I mean, between just housing and clothing there's medical expenses there's activities, and yes, people may argue the point where you don't need you know kids don't necessarily need to do activities, yes, to some extent, they do there's just certain things that kids are involved in there's some kids who are you know, huge, um, they're avid sports, um, you know, af- athletes, there are kids who are extremely, um, artistic, you know, with every activity that your kids are involved in, there's, well, at least what I found, there's always a cost associated, mm-hmm. a show associated with it, but I can definitely relate to the visitation because I feel like that should even be something that should be up for discussion. I feel like that should be something that is just, you don't even have to go before a judge to have a judge in in their particular instance, you know, mandate that. Because in terms of the circumstances, yes, one may live on the East coast, one lives on the West coast, but that's a non-issue in my head. Like, I'm just thinking like, you know, aside from holidays, but you know, I just can't see why that would even have to be up for discussion and like having, the you know having a judge intervene in that whole um agreement like and like she said and spending the amount of money on lawyers that she's spending it's just to me that that's like that's just money just being thrown out because it's something that could readily be agreed to decided on and boom we're done
0: well if he is a narcissist he may just be disagreeing with certain things because it's not what he necessarily wants. You know what I mean? Like she did say that, you know, he lives a certain lifestyle where he may want his son more. He may want him 50, 50, but that's going to disrupt the child's life, especially if you haven't been in it for a while. So you're like this absent parent. And then you come in wanting to be a part of this child's life. And you're trying to say, Oh, we need to split this child down the middle. And she's like, no, you know, first of all, you haven't been there. Secondly, he has all this stuff going on here. Thirdly, the lifestyle you lead, how are you trying to be a full-time stay-at-home dad 50% of the time when you're on tour, you're doing music festivals, you're still a working artist. So like, how do you expect this to work? And even though she said that her son is brilliant and he's been everywhere she's been, and I can see you know, going on tour with your child when they're young. And even, I guess, when they get older, if you're going to invest in tutors and stuff like that so that they can learn on the road. Uh But there becomes a time when you kind of want them to settle down and have that consistency of, okay, while he was a baby, we toured the world. He wasn't really missing anything. Now he's like grade school. I think, you know, he needs to go to school unless she's like oh I'm going to be a homeschool mom because it gives me the flexibility to do what I want to do and I can travel whenever I want to travel or whatever Right. but you know for him it just I just I don't know I just I, I don't see it <laughs> so, well, the- so <laughs> I, I think that the holidays and whatever else is, is cool But if he's on some you know I want to be this full time Father for fifty percent of the time, I'm I'm kind of like with her, like, but how?
1: Right. Well, what did you think about her comment? And I I, I thought about this after I I watched the interview when she was saying about having a two year old, and she was basically saying, you know, how two year olds are busy. You know, they they have little antics. They're up to, you know, it's just a different child versus her her older child and she was saying how well who wouldn't want to hang out with him like her older child she was speaking of you know because of you know i guess who he's evolved into you know it's kind of like he's this well-spoken child he's you know it sounds like he's coming into who he is but like you said i can agree with that because once kids reach a certain age and as they're you know entering into puberty you're right they they like consistency they they like stability they start to get their peer group in place, they're involved in certain activities, so it is it would be extremely difficult to uproot them. So it's almost like the other parent has to be more proactive in showing up and making the necessary arrangements to put that that time in because kids at a certain point, they don't want to be uprooted from their normal. You know what I mean? Like I felt like that was really hard for my team to to that that whole transition of moving and you know and having new friends and and having to fit in somewhere else socially that's tough that is really really tough but i also it made me wonder you know do in that particular in their particular instance is now the time to show up because because the child is more independent um because we all know you know the younger kids are, they require a lot more attention. They require a lot more time. You know, you really have to be on top of everything that they're doing, everything that they're seeing, every, you know what I mean? Like, it's just a difference having a toddler versus having a um, a middle schooler. It's, a, you know, entirely different um, situation. So it sounds like in the younger years, there wasn't as much of a presence. And I'm wondering, is that a problem for some men? You know, do they have an issue with, you know, having to do when the, when the mom is not there, having to put that extra in for the parenting duties, you know, like the potty training is an issue, or if they're still in diapers, like are some men just not equipped to handle that age group. So they kind of more are taking an active role when the child is a lot more independent, um, have a they may have a lot more interest that they they mutually can um identify with like is that is that you know is that really the case because it sounds like early on as she was after she had her son um her oldest it was more she was on the road more and like you said she could travel with him because he wasn't really missing out on a lot but it didn't sound like the you know it didn't sound like nas was like putting in that time during that or making it Making an effort, so to speak, to um, to put the time in. So she was kind of, to me, I felt like focused on her career and doing what she needed to do to um, to you know kind of move on to a different phase because I guess she left music to kind of follow her passion of of um, going to Cordon Bleu for her culinary skills. So mm-hmm. she she did a whole entire three sixty and focused more on obviously something that she was passionate about and just kind of through everything up and said you know i'm out um mm-hmm. but i thought that was interesting and it, it really made me me think because is that an issue for some you know some parents you know you don't you're not going to be as as uh present when kids are younger or is it a non-issue i don't know i just feel like she raised that for a specific reason and it, it made me think because i i'm just thinking about to my scenario. Um, and how things just kind of panned out. I feel more the want or the motivation to spend a lot. But I feel like with my teen, again, I feel like so much time has lapsed that it's kind of like his mindset is like, oh, why bother? You know what I mean? Like he's not as feeling as obligated or motivated to necessarily reach out to the other parent. Mm Mm-hmm. Because, you know, he's kind of set with what he likes to do, you know, what he doesn't like to do. And mm, I don't know. And I think that's driven definitely, definitely by his age. And again, it depends on the amount of time that has gone on where the other parent may may have missed an opportunity to put that time in. And now it's kind of like it's passed. And I just don't, I think by the time kids reach those teenage years, it, it's tough to to get them to kind of bend and, and do things outside of their comfort zone.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I could probably see that with my children as well, because I have three young adults and then I have my youngest who's 10 and they're kind of like set in their ways. They have their own life and you know, they kind of just do what they want to do. And when they reach out, they do. And if they don't, they don't. So um, I can totally get that because by the time you're a teenager, you kind of have your own thing going on and you're worried about school and you're getting ready for college and all this other stuff going on. Um, I think the last thing on your brain is Co parenting and jumping between houses and this that, and the third, especially when you're settled in one of the households more than the other, right,
1: yeah, so yeah, so that's why I said it was a there were a lot of things she brought up that I could definitely identify with and and relate to. I mean, I don't think she spoke other than the you know the verbal abuse i I mean I guess depending on everyone's situation, but I had to think back like people say, oh, you know. Verbal abuse is just as bad as physical abuse. I mean, the only difference, like, you know, people always bring to light is you don't see the scars, but um, could identify with that. The physical abuse, no, um, you know, thank goodness I didn't have to experience anything, you know, like that. But, um, you know, words are, can be pretty harsh in, in certain circumstances. Um, you know, I just feel like even though she was young when they started their relationship, at least she, she realized that it was, you know, it wasn't a good, you know, over time. I mean, it took, I can't remember how many years they were actually uh, married, but at least she recognized it early enough that she got out, you know, she filed for divorce. She moved on with her life to the extent where she, you know, did a whole entire career change and moved on and met someone who sounds like a pretty, you know, awesome guy. And, you know, so I that that I think is great because the whole you know, staying and thinking people are going to change. I mean, she definitely recognized like, you know, who he was and, and there was, you know, there was no hope for any change. So my thing is that for her for getting out of it when she
0: did. Definitely. And I, I, that resonated with me because, you know, there was a point in there when she was talking and she was just like, you know, things were bad, but I wasn't ready to go yet, you know, and she, she knew I guess that that wasn't the straw that broke the camel's back, but I guess she knew that at some point it was going to happen. Something was going to happen to just, you know, have her say that's enough and I'm over it. This is it. And I personally was able to like, really, really relate to that because I endured so much and I just had to get to my point where it was my breaking point. Like, even though Friends would go, oh, I don't know how you deal with this. I would have left a long time ago. Like, I've heard it all, but I couldn't listen to what other people were saying. First of all, y'all are not in my situation, first of all. And secondly, I have to get to the point where I'm angry enough or not even angry because I don't, you know, you're not supposed to really do things out of anger. But, you know, I have to get to the point where I realize that this this is not gonna work I have to go and and I got there eventually it took it took a while but you know I definitely got there and when she was talking about even when she said you know she knew he was cheating for two years and that didn't even do it right it was it was was the (laughs) drinking, and you know I was like girl what (laughs) like did you
1: notice like she said it so matter-of-factly like Oh, well, yeah, the cheating was... I mean, like, she had the time frame. Oh, the cheating was you going on for two years, and she didn't even really seem moved by that. she mm-hmm. I felt like she, it was more of an impact with her because of the drinking and the physical abuse and the verbal abuse and then the fighting. Because, like mm-hmm. you said, like, you know, it wasn't he was... You know, she would she would fight back. So I right. felt like, darn, like, have we come to the point where the cheating was just acceptable it was expected. Like, I just couldn't, like the way she said it was just like, oh, okay. Yeah. that Two years and and move right on. Like I was, Uh (laughs) oh, okay. So I guess, you know, in that world or for her, maybe Mm -hmm. she thought that kind of came with the territory, but the fighting, the, you know, the verbal abuse of, you know, and the physical, it had to go, you know what I mean? Like, I, I, like, obviously we reached our breaking point, whatever, whatever, but it just seemed like she glazed over that. And, and that, that kind of took me aback. I was like, wow, she's like pinpointed the time, you know, to, and I was just like, oh, okay, I guess, you know. And uh, I don't know, I just felt like she, that came across as if it was like, oh yeah, I know.
0: Mm-hmm. Okay,
1: yeah, and but, you know, but that wasn't even it. Like you said, it was like, she knew about it. She knew the time frame. But that's not even that wasn't even enough for her to just throw in the towel and say okay I'm right. done, done with this it was you know it was it was definitely um, other other issues involved but I think that just you know was kind of like that had to be like step one like okay I know you're doing this but again we're toxic together like it's just not working and I think like you said I think when women like I think someone had put out on Instagram like when did you know it was over and I just feel like when you like you feel as an individual when it's been enough like you said no one can tell you oh you should do this why are you still you know what i mean like no one can say any of those things to you excuse me to move you forward it has to be when you yourself have literally had enough and and that's when you'll make whatever moves you have to make right yeah, because
0: she definitely said that even after that, she stayed for a couple more years. And I was like, if you not telling my story. <laughs> so yeah, no, I I definitely felt her on that. But like I said, it's great that she's moved on. It's great that she's remarried, has a son um, with her husband, has her own thing going on. She's doing the entrepreneurship thing. I, I think that that's amazing so i'm happy for her yeah definitely okay girl what's going on with chloe (laughs) Uh (laughs) so
1: as i'm reading i'm scrolling through social media and i see this like tagline and it's like fully back together so i'm like what what the hell does that mean like were you halfway together like Mm -hmm. are you a quarter together a halfway together three quarters like what is fully together So I guess her plan was always to stay in his city for three months after the baby. And um, so I guess some little source in her little circle kind of leaked that it's difficult for, I guess, her her friends to distance themselves from him in light of what was revealed. And I said, well, rightfully so. I mean, I don't know how you hide things on video. I just don't know how, you know, especially when these channels like TMZ get a hold of it, like it's going to run and run and run and shade in the shade room. So once it hits those outlets, like you can forget about it, like it's it's known across the world now. So I just don't know what what fully together means. I I don't know how you can sweep the extent of it, I'll say not so much the cheating but the extent of what was caught on film. Like, I don't, I I don't, I don't think I'm built like that. I just right. don't, I I don't think I'm built like that. Girl, it was like one time of marriage and I was like, oh, I'm out. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm, you know what I mean? Like, I just feel like, and it's one thing in, in my little, you know, mundane life. It's not like I'm a celebrity or anything, but when you're of a celebrity status like that, and it's like smeared everywhere. Like, I I would just be in a corner hiding.
0: Yeah. I can
1: not even come out in public anymore. I mean, and granted, that's, you know, not how, you know, their particular brand is built. But I just don't, I don't know. I don't know. I'm like, is she medicated? I, I just don't know how you get through that. I don't even right. know how you could be in the same room with him because of how it was exposed. I just don't know how you could just say, okay, let bygones be bygones." Everyone makes mistakes. I, I don't know.
0: I'd be reevaluating the whole situation. I mean, not for nothing. I don't know. Like, It makes me scratch my head because like, I get it. You know, human nature, you're gonna be attracted to people Be able to look and not touch. I mean, seriously, you can be tempted and everything, but self-restraint is, you have to be disciplined to like restrain yourself from certain things. You saw this man when you met him and he was in a whole relationship with a whole nother woman who was a whole six months pregnant (laughs) and left to be with you and I see a couple of red flags you know what I mean Mm -hmm. and I mean to me I I I personally don't want to date anybody who has a baby on the way don't want to date anybody that left somebody to be with me that has a baby on the way Mm -hmm. I mean I just I just I just don't want that drama like that was a whole love triangle situation and then you know to hear the the woman come out afterwards and say hey what goes around comes around you know what i mean like look at how you got them and ooh, you're surprised ooh, she's ooh. like i'm not surprised <laughs> you <know>? ooh, ooh. <laughs> so-
1: i mean it it has some credence because you know as people say how you meet them is how you lose them and you made a good point like you know self-restraint i think it all boils down to men who get involved in these little twisted little situations it all boils down to not having any damn self-control but how do you even regulate that like you know little younger kids are taught at an early age you know be kind to your friend you know you don't hit your friend you know you don't do certain things you know to your friend but my whole thing is if you're tell if you're taught you know self how to you know self-control to some extent as, as a child what happens as people mature and become adults. Cause I think these men are getting caught in too many crazy situations. And I'm thinking to myself, at what point do you master the art of self-control? I mean, you will always be in the presence of attractive men, attractive women, you know, cause I mean, it goes both ways. I'm not just going to say that only men cheat women cheat as well right. in situations, but at what level do you, do you, have some sort of sense of self-control I mean I don't know I mean I just like you know the whole Kevin Hart you know it's all come out that you know a friend is the one behind the video and he's the one behind you know the embezzle embezzling the money and all of that okay are we now going to switch gears take it off of the fact that he was in an inappropriate situation as a married man with a wife at home with a child and now spend it to the friend friend was grimy the friend was slimy yes and yes a friend of 15 years you would expect more you would not expect someone to set you up like this however if you weren't in a situation wouldn't be anything to set up in the first place you know what i mean so again at what point do people mature to self-control and does it also come down with you know you have the means because you are millionaires and you just feel like you can't be touched because you can always, you know, because your money will 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 allow you to kind of slip in here slip out there. You know what I mean? But at some point, yeah. someone's going to catch you. The paparazzi, um, in his particular case, a friend set him up or whatever. But again, if you weren't in these situations to begin with, there would be nothing to report. So I don't know, Jen. I just feel like some men, it all boils down to they just don't have damn self-control they yeah and I
0: think it's just you gotta be naive like if you're a high profile celebrity you really have no privacy (laughs) so like, you have to know that when you're gonna go out there and make a move like that that there is a high probability that you are going to get caught because you always have a camera in your face there's always somebody stalking you someone's always trying to get a picture TMZ is always on the lookout like I don't understand how, as a high-profile celebrity, you think you can creep. Like, you right. cannot creep. You uh, cannot.
1: Yeah, that that's just, to me, you, you're just... I, I just can't believe it, that anyone of that level would totally be that clueless, that, there is, like you said, there is a very extreme high proce- pop, pop, probability that someone is watching you. I mean, yeah. I don't even know how they even check into hotels under the radar. I mean, and the way he stepped out of that one car... It was just in plain sight. Any any camera lens could have captured that, which they obviously did. But you know, what about using? You know, if you're trying to do all this, like the back entrance, you know what I mean? Like, who who does that? Like door, and you time it so that the person comes in shortly. At I mean, come on, like really? So I don't know. I mean, I, I for me, I just think it boils down for me in
0: my mind. It's just lack of self-control. Uh-huh. I mean, you're selfish. You're just selfish because I don't think, I mean, and let me not even, because I'm not even going to give guys credit. I'm sorry. I'm just going to say <laughs> I think <laughs> that guys are just selfish and I feel like whatever happens, because they're thinking about the moment. They're not thinking about like long-term, you know, mm-hmm. ramifications from their actions. So If I'm horny right now and I want to smash and I got a wife and kids at home right now, I'm not going to think about, oh my gosh, like, what if I get this side chick pregnant? Or, like, oh my gosh, what if I bring an STD home to my wife? Or, oh my gosh, like, what if this affects me and my marriage for the rest of my life? Like, none of that stuff is going through their head. They're just thinking about smashing at that moment. And I think that is the worst. Like, it is so selfish because you turn around. And then when you do get caught up with whatever it might be, whether it's a baby, whether you got a disease now, like whatever, and, and you're just selfish. And then you have to have like your family or your wife, whatever, deal with that situation. And that was just like, whatever, uh, however long, a couple minutes of pleasure, uh-uh, like that right there pisses me off when I think about it. And Mm -hmm. I was going to try to give some guys the benefit of it out, but I can't because, you know, I just, I just can't. It's a choice. It's a choice that you decided to make. Yep. Absolutely. You could have walked out. You could have walked out and said, nah, this is not even a, a situation. And I love when guys try to throw it on their wives, like, well, if she wasn't doing this or you weren't doing this, Look, let me tell you something. You are going to own up to the stuff that you did. I'm sorry. Don't put this on me. I wasn't there with pom-poms in my hand cheering you on to smash another woman. I'm sorry. Right. No, it was not, it has nothing to do with me. This is all on you. So just own it.
1: And why, and that, why is that even become a topic of conversation? Like, um, it's always about, oh, well, the wife wasn't doing this at home. My thing is this, like you said, it's all the selfishness the self gratification just for that moment or however long the little time goes on you're right there are no thoughts about anyone else other than themselves if mm-hmm. if you if you decide to go down that road and i feel like this the ch- let the chips fall where they may whatever happens y- you got to deal with the consequences and i don't think cuz i think in my situation I remember the other party saying, "Oh, we could have worked it out." No, nah, boo, we couldn't have. I was like, uh, "I'm not your relative's wife, you know. Like, I, don't don't assume that I'm going to be the the woman that just sits by, you know, because this is what you've seen over the course of growing up and and whatever. Like, don't don't make assumptions. Don't make assumptions because I may not be that that chick. So." I think it's just like in the back of people's mind, they think as long as I can get away with it, mm-hmm. long, you know, as long as she don't find out, you know, right. I, can, I can let this go on for as long as I need to. Mm-hmm. However, the, 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 the bottom falls out when that person gets a little inkling of what they think you're doing. And mm-hmm. once they, and once they find out a hundred percent that they were right, mm-hmm. shh, watch out. Because my thing is, women, women, I feel like as women, we move real silent. Mm-hmm. We, we move real silent. Not all of us are reactive. You know, some of us just sit back in the cut and we're like, okay, I see you. hmm I see you. Right. Yeah. We're we going to see how this going to pan out. And it's not, and right. so, in some instances, it's not always what people expect. And that's why I said, like um, someone told me a long time ago, they said, don't use words. Show mm-hmm. people. And I think actions speak far louder than words when you, oh, definitely when you show positively someone, and negatively yes. it works both ways <laughs> when you show someone as opposed to the arguing and the you know all of that back and forth that gets you nowhere it doesn't you don't gain a damn thing but when you mm-hmm. show them that you mean business, oh trust and believe they take heed they either take heed or they are just sitting back in disbelief that it has happened. Right. That's my whole dilemma. It's just like when you I don't know, like in in some of these celebrity instances, it's like, well, how much you know, how much is acceptable? Like what at what point is it that, you know, I I don't know, I I guess an apology. People, um, you know, so-called changing, changing their their ways, but I don't know how you do that without some kind of intervention. I don't know how a person just snaps a finger and says, okay, I'm a changed man. I won't do this any longer. I feel like these men have the more, um, opportunity they have to be away from home and to be targets of, you know, of like, of course, like people are going to target you specifically because of your celebrity status, because of your money. And that's just kind of how it is. But you as an individual, like, how is it that you're all of a sudden going to change who you who you were to be a better person? I, I don't see it happen without some serious intervention.
0: Right. Well, I definitely have to <laughs> give a shout out to Natorious. She's a vlogger and she talks about relationships and black love. And I follow her page on Instagram and we're connected on Facebook. And yesterday, I want to say yesterday, within the last 24 to 48 hours, she put out a a Instagram post and she said, you know, they always think the grass is greener on the other side. It's a filter. (laughs) And I cracked up because I was like, "I, I totally get it. I understand it. And with a lot of these relationships, guys do think, you know, the grass is greener over there until you get comfortable and you're just like, oh, it, it really wasn't what I thought it was. Mm. You know what I mean? Everybody has a honeymoon phase, but it's going to fade out. You know what I mean? When everything is fresh and new, y'all lovey, lovey, it's great. Um, that does not last forever. Mm-hmm,
1: but lust, lust phase, Jen, that's how I see it. It's like, mm-hmm. I think it's just the thrill of the chase. It's like okay, we're sneaking, and I'm, and this is in my mind because, of course, you know I've never been a darn side chick, but I'm just thinking it must be some kind of like rush, you know, to to you know to have to have this clandestine type of relationship, and it seems fun and it seems exciting, honey. Please, that fades because what happens, I think, is as all women, we have demands, we have requirements, and I think as soon as those little requirements are not met guess what it's gonna feel like where you used to be mm-hmm. no different so she's right it's like yeah the grass is greener up until the damn bottom falls out right and you know and and some women they stick it out for x number of years um with, with again no return uh getting older and and still you know in in these sordid type of relationships but my whole thing is it's not it, i i just don't see the glamour in the the glory in being a side chick. I I just don't get it. Don't see it. Never will. Never will.
0: I totally agree with you. I mean, and that brings me to the next topic because (laughs) we heard a radio recording the other day of this side chick that literally went on air on an Atlanta radio station to air out her grievances about being involved with a married man that in the midst of their relationship decided he wanted to work things out with his wife and she wasn't having it and she's like no we're in a relationship I want everything that he promised me to the point where she's low-key stalking the wife and going to yoga classes where the wife does yoga and getting her nails done where the wife gets the nails done and she's like I know everything and she's like no he made a promise to me and I'm gonna make sure he keeps his promises and I'm like dude this man cheated on his wife and did not even honor his vows and you think he's about to keep some promises to you and he's probably like what am I doing it's cheaper to keep her let me just work stuff out with my wife like I don't know. I mean, and I'm totally making assumptions when I say it's cheaper to keep her. But when I look at marriages and I look at all the time that have been invested in some of them and I look at things as far as, you know, assets that you might have together, children, everything like that, finances. And then you look at everything and then a fling. I mean, everything you have with that woman, your wife, I feel like it trumps anything with a side chick because at the end of the day first of all you were cheating so you went home okay so even though you might have had something going on on the side you're married and and you went home and I mean it's different if you are legally separated if you have your own place if you're you know playing house with somebody whatever But if you are a man that is living at home with your wife and you are creeping with a side chick, that is just totally, totally, totally wrong. And then on top of that, whatever promises you're telling this chick and you're making her feel like she got wifey privileges, that's a big no, no. She's not your wife, you know. But some of these side chicks get so big headed, they feel like, I don't know, like, they they feel like they're number one and that they do have wifey privileges and I'm just baffled by it. I'm like, how how is being a side chick wifey pr- like? I don't even understand how you feel like you're on the same level. Like you're you're really not on the same level. Not at but all. Not. At they all. try. <laughs>
1: that interview was the hottest mess I have ever heard in my life. I'm sitting there listening. And I'm like, is this for real? Like Jen, I'm, I'm thinking like when she started talking about the yoga class the wife went to, the hair, nails. I was like, damn, this is some lifetime movie shit. I'm like, what in the, like, who does this? But what got me is when she made the statement, oh, she's not the wife, I'm the wife. When he's having a bad day at work, I'm there. When he needs blah, 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 I'm there. I'm thinking, honey, you are one side, like short of being delusional, you need to be committed. Because there is no way in hell that if something happened to that man today or tomorrow, would they pick up a phone and call you? They are going (laughs) to call his wife. You won't even know what happened to him if there was some sort of, You know where he was injured hurt hospitalized deceased you would not know unless it appeared in the paper because i guess he's some kind of high profile executive in the city according to her but i'm thinking to myself do people realize that like you have no legal ties to a man because of promises verbal promises and because he's stringing you along because again out of selfishness you fit a need you fit a purpose but again it has to come down to he's not going to jeopardize his high profile position he i'm sure there are social circles that he is intertwined in with said wife not mm-hmm. said side chick and right <laughs> that would be major majorly disruptive i'm sure there are children involved um so like you said what it may all boil ta- down to is cheaper to keep her, but also the flip side of that is whatever his social status is, he wants to maintain that because that Mm -hmm. very well affect his pockets when it comes to finances. So we don't even know the extent of that. So my thing is, honey, accept the position you took. Mm -hmm. Either you're going to move on with your life or you're going to be somewhere behind bars because it sounds like, like I just took from that, that she is determined no matter what it will take to get his attention, and I just feel like she could potentially do something harmful to either him or the wife like i don't i don't even know how you find time to follow another woman in terms of her activities and where she 's going and what she 's doing and it, I think she did say she no longer worked because he promised to take care of her um mm-hmm. Well, I I don't really think you can blame him because Mm -hmm. you accepted that verbal promise. Nothing didn't sound like anything was in writing. So you basically have been strung along. You can't blame him. He didn't force you not to work. He just basically promised verbally that he would take care of you. Was there a time frame put on that? Was something in writing? Do you have a bank account long-term setup? You know what I mean? So I'm thinking to myself, you have no one to blame, but the audacity for a side chick to pop up and say, no, I'm the wife. No, honey. Cause unless your name is on that certificate that he has, wherever he key and his wife keep it, you ain't, you don't get nothing. You gets nothing. You don't even get a phone call. If he, if he is, is sick, injured, what, what have you, you gets nothing. So I, I was just floored that in her mind, which sounds like it was, it was just gradually crumbling day by day. <laughs> and the flip side is at the very end, she said she may be pregnant. So, you know, that's what oh, I,
0: did she? I missed that one. Oh, yeah.
1: Oh yeah. She said, well, I'm late. So he may be having another child. That was at the very tail end of her, you know, her little rant. But I was thinking to myself, oh, that's going to be about a shitstorm. Because if she's pregnant, that's ammunition. Wife will know. But well, who's to say the wife don't know anyway? Because if he is the type of person he is, I doubt very seriously she's the first one. She may just may, may be the first one he's been able to keep in the pocket this long. Uh, right. However, I don't believe for one second if he's this high-profile person has access to to money and you know and status and all of that. Uh possibility but i'm not buying it uh but yes, that was her thing she said i'm late so he may be having another one i was like
0: and that don't mean nothing you just gonna be a baby mama like if you think that's gonna give you a different status nope you know if his mind is made up that he's still gonna stay with his wife and take care of his kids and family then that's what he's gonna do and that's why you you know i don't know i just get so annoyed with certain things because like even with my situation like these women would email me one chick emailed me a sonogram picture i was like (laughs) congratulations like what what do you want me to do you he's still married like what do you want me to do (laughs) oh my god so just i mean bold, just bold like what do you think a baby is gonna do you've just inherited a man to be a co-parent with you for the next 18 years
1: so. Yeah, she needed a she needed a round of applause. Like, seriously. Like, that's not an accomplishment, boo boo. It's just so not. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. just, I just don't understand like where. I, I don't know how this has become this like status symbol. I, I, yeah. I just don't get it in my head. I guess I never will. I just don't.
0: Yeah. Not, 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 not. But you had some craziness happen in your neck of the woods. Oh. You had like a stalker, murder, suicide situation. What happened with that? Wow. And you know, when I saw the headlines, I didn't have a chance to read it when I when
1: it popped up in in um, the local news. So when I saw murder suicide, you know, my first thought was, okay, it was you know a couple situation, of some sort of domestic uh situation. So I get home and I'm like going through. A friend had sent me the link, so I'm actually sitting in the car. And I'm going through it. And I'm like, gosh, this is like close. This is like in my backyard. Like what the, you know, like sleepy, mm-hmm. these little t- small sleepy towns, like nothing really happens like this. I'm like, okay, I got to sit here and read this. So as it turns out, this, I guess he was in his 40s, 40, 40-ish guy, uh, married guy was having an affair with, um, I think she was in her 30s, a younger woman. And his wife, of course, um, somehow found out about it. And drove from her house in Delaware over to the suburban town to the woman's house, waited, broke into the woman's house, the side chick. I'll call side chick, mistress, whatever, uh, broke into her house and laid in wait. Like she hunted her like she was like in in the woods hunting. Mm. So she waited for her to come into her house and she shot her. Hmm. then the wife turned the gun on herself and killed herself so none of this was even one neighbor said she thought she heard a gunshot but again like these towns are so super small most of the time everyone knows everyone on the block or the street so you really you know when when strange things happen you don't you know there's there's really nothing strange that happens in these towns because you know it's like Most of the time they're family oriented streets, you know, it's, you know, couples, older couples. So it's always like a mix of people in some of these neighborhoods. So the one neighbor says she thought she heard a gunshot, but of course that's like kind of unheard of in some of these areas. So you're like, ah, no, must've been something else. Well, the husband, the reason he came to the side chick's house is because they had plans for dinner and she did not show up. So he went to her house and discovered the two dead bodies. Mm. So my thing is, I just, I've just wondered in my head to take that drive from one state into another with the intention of harming someone because Mm -hmm. you feel angry, because you feel, you know, you've been wronged. I just, there was plenty of time to have a change of heart but as it turns out she had meticulously planned i guess how she was going to what she was going to do or how she was going to do it two days prior a neighbor on the street saw a woman in the side chick's driveway with binoculars and and didn't report it as anything strange so i think someone said well it's a busy street We, you know, no, obviously, I guess the neighbor didn't find it as anything suspicious. So the local police are Mm -hmm. thinking, if you see something, say something. You know, they said it's not as if maybe we could have prevented this, but again, it was obvious that she was carefully putting all the pieces together prior to the actual murder, suicide. Mm -hmm. But I just my thing is, you know, like we bounce ideas like I I like, you know, the synergy between us, because I think in all of our experiences, like we've learned how to kind of pace through everything. And you always have a one person that you talk to. I just feel bad for the wife that she didn't have that one person. You know what I mean? Like, I just feel like there's no glory in dying under those circumstances like. She just has so much more to gain by just removing herself from the the situation. But I know for some people, you know, the mind is is very fragile when people experience, you know, traumatic events. And I just feel Mm -hmm. bad that that was the route she took. You know, like it was, I'm like, was that kind of like, was it some sort of message to him? But again, he's still here. He still needs to move on with his life and will, I'm sure, move on with someone else. You know what I mean? So I felt bad, honestly, for the wife. That that right. like, that's how that's what she thought was the way to end everything.
0: Mm-hmm. I mean, I was so floored by that story. And you never know anyone's state of mind. You don't know what they're thinking because I know that personally. I have felt days that I was one step away from snap to the first forty-eight, but I have Jesus and friends and family that will talk me off a ledge. Right, right. right. I mean, and you need that, like you see. And I have, and I have children that I want to raise, not anybody else. I have children that I want to raise. Right. So, honestly, I think even personally, things that have kept me from going like off the deep end were the fact that. I have children and you know just saw let me say a prayer let me give it to God let me let it go you know mm-hmm. it, it took a while to get there where you know you you're you're spiritual you believe that he will fight your battles I believe in karma I I just try to live a good life and try to stay positive and I feel like the universe will work everything else out but I was not always there. <laughs>
1: I mean, that, that was so extreme. I'm like, I feel like it was maybe it was to send a message to him. But I'm like, ultimately, he won. You know what I mean? Like, I just feel like you, and it's not even a matter of winning and losing. But I feel like she didn't gain anything from her decision. And it was time to just rethink it. I mean, that was at least an hour drive. Right. just that
0: time in the car you know and as Uh, much she was probably enraged like I don't know I used to binge watch snap and just the frame of mind that some of these women were in Uh and like you said she strategically planned out everything like her mind was made up and I don't know how long the affair was going on but she was definitely like, rage, and she was on some, you're gonna pay, and she probably thought by doing that, that that it was gonna be, well, for the side chick, it's detrimental, because she's not here, right. but even for the husband, like, this is your punishment, even though we're like, yeah, boo, but he's still alive, and he's gonna move on with somebody else, so, like, really, what kind of punishment is that? Right. You know what I mean? Right. Um, but in her mind, she probably thought that, you know, I'm gonna take your side piece away, and as far as the suicide part, you know, like you, you lost both of us because honestly, like if things were so good between you and the side chick, why didn't you just leave me be a man about it? Tell me things aren't working out. You don't want to be here anymore. Let's make it official. Let's sever ties and you can go be happy. Right. That's what I don't understand with some of these guys. Like if you're really not that happy at home, be a man about it, you know, Talk to this woman that you're married to instead of going out and cheating on her, sever those ties and go live your life. Right. Like seriously, don't make go live your life. Yeah, don't make
1: everyone else drag everyone else in the middle and make everyone else miserable with the bat, you know, with everything that's going on. And that that's true. It's it's and what I didn't understand is the side chick was separated. So if you are coming out of a marriage. Why would you infiltrate someone else's? And granted, again, there's three sides to every story. It's her side, right. the side, and the truth. But like you said, if a man is going home every night, okay, where you think he's going? You know, right. so you can't tell me that in a lot of these instances, these women don't have a clue that these men are married. You know, and granted, I know some
0: women, some men deny it and, you know, and they, they're not... Uh, I can't even, like let me let me put some of these side chicks up on game real quick a marriage is total public record go down to the clerk of court in your city or town and look up if that man is married like seriously marriage certificates death certificates divorce decrees they are all public record so this is side chick 101 if you (laughs) think that a man is married you can publicly look it up it is not a secret Okay, I'm done. Okay. But Jen, the crazy part, I don't <laughs> think some
1: people, some of these women care. It's like the thrill of not having to be with that person 100% of the time. Some people like the whole sneaking. you know what I mean? Like, I just think some women just enjoy partaking in the whole entire circumstance. Like they are unbothered by it. I just think there are just people that are wired like that. They are unbothered by the whole situation. They, they just- I, can,
0: I can definitely agree to that because there were instances where I said I would be emailed, I would be Facebook message, you know, and people were pushing the relationship that they had with my ex and my face, I guess, thinking that it's going to push me out the way. And I, and then a pro, like pride, took toll on me and I was like okay this chick is going to email me well guess what keep emailing me you're still messing with a married man and at one point in time I was like I'm not going anywhere you know and I didn't answer any of these women but it was my mindset like she could say whatever she want to say she could send me what she wants to send me I'm here to stay but then I woke up <laughs> so yes. I don't know. yeah it's
1: um well- that that blew that blew me away that whole story.
0: It's sad, but it goodness, it was very uh. sad. well, we have covered a lot this evening, yes, and <laughs> I think that we are going to have to like definitely make a list so that we can talk about all this other. Stuff, hot topics ratchet news next friday <laughs> sounds like a plan there's always something so we'll never be there short short yes so guys thank you for tuning in we will be back next week for another episode of fuck it fridays and um In between, you can catch us on the blog where we will recap some of the topics that we discussed. And it's www.whenthevowsbreak.com. And you can also follow us on Instagram because we do post quotes on a semi-daily basis um, or not daily, but regular, semi-regular basis. So catch us again and we will let you know when we're on air. Have a nice evening, guys. Bye. (laughs) Bye.